0: Welcome. You're now listening to Dirty Feet. Bonjour. Oui, vous êtes sur les
1: ondes des Pieds Sales, aka Dirty Feet podcast on No More Radio,
2: and hosted by
1: Joanny Farin.
2: JD Papillon,
1: Allison Burns. Stay tuned. We're
0: gonna
3: move you.
1: I'm so excited about our show today on Dirty Feet. We're going to be talking a little later on to a pair of artists who are involved with the Bust a Move Festival. It's the second year for the festival, and it's the 10th edition of the event Bust a Move, a street dance competition. And we have so many questions for these two. Uh, We're going to be speaking with event founder and producer Alexandra Spicy Lande and Handy Monstapop Yassain. Before we get to these guys, we're going to go through this real quick because we want you to hear everything that these guys have to say because I'm sure we could talk to them all week, but we've only got a little bit of time. So. I want to implore you, our beautiful listeners, if you love listening to Dirty Feet, if you appreciate us, uh, if you want to hear more artists, if you want to get better quality interviews and sound equipment, and you want to get us a space, come help us out for this fundraising event we're doing for the No More Radio Network. We're just trying to up our game, guys, but it takes time, it takes money, and your support would really mean a lot. And it's not just support with nothing back. We're doing a performance. It's a live podcast recording with bands, with theater, with dance. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have Old Savannah, Reverend James. We're going to have Uncalled For. We're going to have uh, some confabulation stories. And uh, Stephanie Robert is going to be showcasing a choreography and our very own JD is also going to show a work. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's $12 at the door, $10 in advance. It's May 10th. Doors open at 7.30. It's at the Rialto Hall. That's 5723 Parc. And we would love to see you there. Come hang out. Come support the podcast and the network. And thanks so much.
0: Voilà donc- Comme le disait Alison, c'est vraiment dans le but de, de soutenir ce qu'on fait depuis novembre. Soutenir nous, mais aussi tous les autres podcasts, tous les autres gens qui mettent beaucoup d'heures, beaucoup d'énergie à faire euh, chacun leur podcast avec leur, leur thématique, leur thème, leur passion, dans le fond. Puis, euh, on le fait parce qu'on l'aime, mais on le fait aussi pour le partager. Donc, si vous voulez nous soutenir et juste venir à, ce, à, ce, à cette levée de fond le 10 mai, euh, donc c'est dans quelques semaines seulement, puis c'est... Euh, 10$ dollars en avance, on fait nous écrire pour avoir des billets. 12 dollars à la porte. Puis, c'est un gros party, il va y avoir des performances, il va y avoir de la musique. Euh, on va avoir des gens que vous reconnaissez certainement. Uncalled For, euh, Confabulation, si vous écoutez les différents podcasts de No More Radio, vous avez certainement entendu parler, surtout de Confabulation, qui ont leur propre podcast maintenant sur euh, No More Radio. Euh, donc voilà, c'est au Théâtre Rialto, sur l'avenue du parc. Encore une fois, c'est vendredi le 10 mai. À partir de 7h30... Et, uh, venez en grand nombre sur
1: the only other news I have for you is we've got a couple new reviews up on Bloody Underrated. Uh, I went to see Kiss and Cry last week at Easyensei. And, uh, JD got to catch uh, Smutland. And we had the lovely two ladies behind Smutland. 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 Remember? They corrected us. Yes, I'm sure JD got the linguistics, uh, you know, pronunciation workshop. He must have. He had to show
0: identification by entering <laughs> or something like that. It seemed like a
1: very interesting event. What we're trying to say is we had the ladies on last week and they were yes. hilarious. And uh, they described their very unique show to us. And then JD goes on to uh, to review it after seeing it. So that's great. Let's get to our interview today. do it so it's about time on dirty feet that we get talking about street dance and all that jazz we are so fortunate today to be joined by two experts in this field. We've got the amazing Alexandra Spicy Lande and Andy Monstapop Yasty. And we are so excited to have you in studio today. We're gonna to be talking about the Busta Move Festival. A Busta Move is a dance competition all about street dance and Spicy here actually founded the event and produces it to this day. We're going to be talking about the event a little later on, but before we get there, we do want to get some background information, because like I said before, for us, this is our first time kind of going into this forte. So we want to hear about this popping, locking, hip-hop, house, top rock, and whacking, all of which we're going to see at the event, and we want to talk about you guys and your history with this movement style or your specific movement style. So let's start with Spicy. Spicy, where did your history of dance begin?
4: Well, I mean, I've always been passionate about music to start with and the music kind of made me want to dance you know it was more the other way around I mean today a lot of the movement is what attracts a lot of the the new generation if I may say that of dancers but for me it was more um, I love the music and the music made me want to dance and then it became kind of a passion like I really loved dancing and you know and just did it for myself for a long time and then even I, at a young age I, I would go on stage in front of the whole school and freestyle and just just dance. and But it wasn't anything very, it wasn't serious. It was just something I really loved to do. And eventually I started uh, taking it a little more serious as I I entered college and um, started doing step dancing, stomp, like body percussion. And I started with that on a more serious level, but I was still dancing hip hop. And eventually um, I started really training more getting more knowledge on the culture. I already had an idea because we used to watch the videos back then. We didn't have classes. The only classes that were offered in the 80s were tap, jazz, ballet. Even contemporary wasn't even out there, Mm -hmm. right? So hip-hop, forget about a hip-hop class, street dance class, popping class, they just didn't exist. So it was, you know, each one teach one, like you learn from one and then you exchange and then you watch the videos and, you know, you learn like that. So there's a word we use... um, Autodigdat or self, self thought, yeah. right? So this is how a lot of us been brought up. So after all this whole period, um, I started taking it more seriously, uh, traveled, uh, met with a lot of the pioneers of street dance, took workshops, you know, got more knowledgeable about the dance, but I already understood the hip hop culture. So that was kind of a plus in terms of hip hop. So it was a little easier for me because I knew a bit of the, bass moves and I, and I knew what the culture was. So it was just adding up, you know, knowledge in the bag. So that, that's a bit of my background.
1: Now hip hop has, has grown in popularity, mm-hmm. but if there is somebody still out there who doesn't know what it looks like, mm-hmm. can you give us a little radio description of what hip hop?
4: Well, it is? starts with a culture, really. And I think it's easy to some extent for a lot of people to imagine it if you listen to the radio like I mean hip-hop music is mainstream now it's more like a it's like pop music now almost um you won't necessarily see it in the videos or <laughs> what hip-hop dance is but it's really a dance that I would call I would say that is directly attached to the music and the feeling of the music it's really inspired by the music the way you dance to it the base of it or all the foundation of the of the of uh, the dance has to do with the music. I don't know how to explain it better.
1: Well, am I wrong or does it have a link to jazz dance to a certain extent? Not really. It doesn't yeah.
4: have a link to jazz dance. The only link that we can make with jazz dance nowadays is choreography. So I think in terms of choreography, the way it's being presented on a TV screen sometimes on in commercial in the commercial realm of dance, um, the jazz always had kind of that structure of choreography. This is what we, you know, from all the movies that we used to watch in the eighties, I think that that's where there's a link with hip hop is that in the beginning when there was no hip hop classes and there was only jazz classes being taught. And eventually there was a period of time where there was a crossover because you couldn't teach hip hop, right? Cause people didn't know what it was. And so some of the teachers that started teaching hip hop kind of mixed in street dance and jazz and choreography. And I think that's where the mix up comes, but there's no relationship with jazz and hip hop. It's like two separate things. Jazz has its own history, you know, very rich history and people should go look into that. <laughs> and hip-hop has its own history. But yes, there's been mixed-ups. And I enough. think with commercializing of dance, that's where I think the mix-up with jazz comes through.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we've got some other terms to define as well. But before we get there, I think we need to talk to Monsta <laughs> and find out uh, what you're all about and where where your dance background started. And-
5: um, well, our dance background started... First off, with my mother. Basically, I come from a family of dancers. So uh, there's my mother and my brother. My mother was um, a Haitian folkloric dancer. And uh, she traveled across the world, did some shows, and ended up coming here in Montreal. And uh, that was always part of my environment, seeing my mom either dance or either even dancing. Because also Haitian culture, is is, um, there's a dance called compa. So that's part of our culture, too, to dance, to partner dance with someone. So my mom would put me... uh, on her feet and I would dance with her so forth and so on. So I would say that would be my first encounter with dance. And my second encounter would be with my brother because my brother was part of a crew called uh, Illusion Breakers. And he was um the dude, the boogie boy. So when I say boogie boy, I mean it's somewhat popping or folks that didn't really know what popping was but were trying to do popping. So my brother was was doing that. I mean, boogie boying too is his own thing. But I mean, my brother was just there doing things and and dancing and he was really influencing me. Every time we come home, um, he would either call me out or try to battle me and I was ten and he was sixteen. You know, so it was a lot of that kind of history, a lot of rivalry. But that kinda of introduced me into the street dance culture. Um, it was straight home, it's because of my brother. And uh from there I kinda of stopped dancing and I just love it, got, got into drawing and stuff like that. But eventually I met up with this guy called um uh Boom Beast, Boombo. And um this is a dancer that I used to dance with. And we, he also got me into this crew called Area 51. So through that, I was 16. And through that, I got really into the culture because of that crew. So I would say it goes from my mother, from my mother to my brother, from my brother to a good friend that I had at that moment um which is Boombies, who got me into area 51 which was a breaking crew and then from there everything unraveled I started seeing the culture seeing the the scene seeing different dancers uh learned from different teachers and so forth and so on but that's my parcours of how I got into dancing but before that that whole parkour part is um I wouldn't it wasn't professional it was just for fun And then I would say, thanks to Buster Move, when I went to Buster Move in 2005, the first Buster Move, is really what got me understanding, like, you know what, I really want to do this as a career and really push it as hard as I can. I mean, I was already fully into dance, but when I battled on that night, it really got me hooked. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to push this as much as I can. So, that goes out to you, you didn't even know that, but that's true. (laughs)
4: Well, I just want to add, he, he made a good point because that was a bit of my experience too, was watching my brothers. Like they weren't part of crews, but they did break dance in the living room and broke like a few glasses. <laughs> you know, we would all get in trouble, but it, my brothers too kind of, I saw it first, but I didn't get hooked on it. I just watched my brothers and goes, Oh, that's a little crazy. We're going to all get in trouble because of you guys. And what I got into it. I My brothers got me into hip-hop music, but I really catched on later. But I just wanted to uh, make a link, and thank you for the... No, it's
5: honest, it's, it's honest. <laughs> it's honest.
1: Mm -hmm. There's this theme and and you see it in the contemporary dance world too, where Mm -hmm. these, these styles have to survive by passing them on. Mm -hmm. Videos only get you so far. Classes only get you so far. But when you have the, the person who experienced this work or this style and you, you have them in the flesh, that's where the exchange happens. That's where the dance continues to live on.
4: Definitely, definitely. And we, we have a lot of, uh, people here in Montreal that set the ground for us, um, way before we even had the idea of becoming who, you know, dancers and living off, um, this art form. People like, if I may say, like Cruz, like Flo Rock, like, uh, Tash, Angelo, um, Marvin, that set the, 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 the way for us to teach also just be, you know, and they said they were the first teachers in studios and, you know, and that's how we learned about it, about the culture, you know, about the possibility mm-hmm. inspired uh, inspired us to want to become, you know, dancers full time. So, yeah.
5: Because it's, it's true that from what I've heard, DKC used to teach at this DKC place called C- the, too, yeah. the bunker and and the people that used to go at the bunker were like all my brother's crew. So they were all young kids going to this guy called DKC's class. Mm-hmm. And that was straight in my neighborhood, you know. So, and he's part of Florox. And so there's a lot of respect to that crew because they also influence yeah. other folks, you know. Indirectly, DKC influenced me because he influenced my brother's crew. And my brother's crew yeah. influenced me. So it's, and it's eventually, the
4: same thing you're you know? saying too. It's like each one teach one like you learn mm-hmm. from one school and then, you know, you pass it on.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you you create yeah. your own signature as you go and kind of blend. Yeah, exactly. So in your in your case, Monsta, what style are you talking about that you that you've explored or that you've come to now?
5: Um, well, like I said, my brother was um, uh, was a boogie boy, or uh, and uh, yeah, so because of that, I was really um, intrigued by everything that was mechanical and kind of mechanical movement, illusionary movement, and the style that I do is popping. So he was my first influence, and then from there, um, like I said, I linked up with Boombees, and then from there I had different teachers: Vaughn, Fish, Frank Boogie, uh, Pop Tart, so forth and so on.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, there is was yeah. a guy called
5: Pop Tart. Yeah, yeah, I know. There is, there is. the na-
4: Those names are that. That's the <laughs> the creative
5: stuff. But um, and uh, the style that I do is popping.
1: Can you give us an image of of popping?
5: <laughs> an image? Well, I w- I would say. Even before we talk about popping, I would say just think about the robot, basically. It's anything that is that's looking mechanical and robot ish, you know, and that will be put under the name of popping. Now why is it called popping? Is because there's a muscular contraction that you do and it's called a hit or a pop. So is it it looks as if your body is kinda of exploding or something whenever you're doing it. And this will will make it um would actually put it in the direction of popping. But before that, it was the robot. So basically, any kind of robotic movement, so forth and so on, will be put around that. So that's what I do, Poppy.
4: And and I have to thank Monster Pop because thank you, thank I uh, thank you for being here because I think I'm still sleeping. <laughs> when you asked me to give a to explain what hip hop was, I was like, uh let me take a sip of water. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just to maybe explain a little further, um, hip hop is. Influence, uh, one of the terms that we use that Buddha Stretch, uh, which is a pioneer, one of the pioneers of hip hop dance, he, um, defined it as an organized social, urban social dance or organized urban social dance because its influence comes from a lot of it from the seventies, from really the soul dances. Like, so a lot of the soul dancing that was being, that was happening in the seventies influence what hip-hop is today because a lot of those steps were like let's say you would do the funky chicken somebody would do the f- funky chicken would show it to the next person and you know in a party like oh look at my move and then the other one would be like oh let me try my move and a lot of the songs also were titled after moves mm-hmm. right so there would be whatever let's say robot for example i'll do the robot and then you're doing the robot and mimicking what the robot is supposed to be right so that's a bit of the background of where hip-hop and even hip-hop music sampled a lot of the funk music from the 70s. So that's why a lot of the steps of hip-hop, a lot of the foundation of hip-hop is based off the 70s soul dances. Hmm. It's so like that's a collage. A, it's a collage, exactly. And a lot of the new steps that the kids are doing, you know, they do a move and we're like... That's the. That's just the running man reverse. <laughs> it's been here for 20, 30 years. You know what are you doing? You know, but to them it's new, right? So that's a bit of the same thing. It's like, you know, passing on the steps and.
0: Earlier you talked about commercialized dance. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you find the hip hop? That, that hip-hop is portrayed on the commercialized scene. You know, like, these shows, like, obviously, Soothing Can so Dance, things, when mm-hmm. they have two minutes and a half mm-hmm. to, you know, dance a certain style. Or ABDC, mm-hmm. America's Best Dance best Crew. Yes, cool. um, even Il Dance, the show, I think you, you were a mm-hmm. uh, guest uh, choreographer. Mm-hmm. Um, guest how choreographer do you find this? Coach. Yeah, and coach, yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you find this represents hip-hop? Is it a good representation? Is it a bit under what it actually is? Some people would say it's...
4: First, you know, the more purists would say it's destroying the culture and mm. it's terrible and, you know, it should never happen. I'm not of that school, but I still think that there's goods and bads for everybody. I mean, the contemporary that's being presented there, I'm sure everybody has opinions about that yeah, too, you know, sure. the salsa. I mean, every style of dance that's being portrayed on TV or commercially, it puts... Light on dance. So it's 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 kind of a good thing for me because I find that it it does make somebody go, oh, my God, I want to dance like this. And where can I take classes? How can I? So you you build an interest, inspire kids to want to dance and really learn what those dance styles are. So I think there is a good thing about the commercializing. However, the problem is like you said, there's time limits on TV. There's um a lot of it is bonbon. You know, it's a lot of uh entertainment uh, entertainment, fluff. um, you know, Starburst <laughs> and uh and I think that there's a lack of explanation, knowledge that is not being fed to the public. So the public only sees one third or one half, or they don't always see what the dance is really. They're, it's presented in a way that it's very, um, entertaining and put in a way that's entertaining and it gives it one face. Like it feels like hip hop, this is what hip hop is. And especially with hip hop and break dance and b-boy, they're very, very, uh, acro- acrobatic, um, Very impressive, you know, to anybody watching. Like, oh my God, he's spinning on his head. And all of those images makes it, gives it one image of okay this is what hip-hop is but there's so much information that's not being passed on or you know foundation and things that are really important to the culture and i think that's what's detrimental to the culture when it comes to commercializing uh street dance mm-hmm. and especially i think for us it's even worse because of the way the format of the i don't know what you would say once about that
5: i mean I, I i fully agree with that you know i fully agree with the um this problem within the the representation of street dance you know i mean i wouldn't add any more than that but it's true yeah totally. there
4: is uh, we often discuss about it and try to find solutions you know and i think our job a bit or 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 um roles is to kind of educate when we do go around when we do teach you know to tell you know the students like look I know you've seen this, but this is actually what it is. And like in a show like Il Dance, I, I was part of it. And, um, and one of the things that I, my job was to tell them, I know you want to do that kind of hip hop, but. This is what hip hop really is, actually mm-hmm. boo <laughs> and and you know it's work it's like it's like ballet ballet has a technique that's been there for centuries, like there's a structure, and hip hop is a younger style, you know, street dances are younger styles of dance, but there is a structure there is a technique, and we're still learning it we We don't even master that those styles yet, you know. We're still understanding, Mm -hmm. learning about them. So... That's it. So it's just it's that's what's difficult is to tell them actually there is way more than what you're seeing on TV. So mm.
0: so I'm sure you yeah. would strongly encourage encourage people to go see Buster Move because Busta Move has a more professional uh thing to it, I guess. The dancers going there are not just you know they didn't just wake up to a hip hop class and going to the Buster Move competition no. now,
4: do no. they? You you do have dancers that ju- that woke up. That oh, you do. And went, like because <laughs> they can. I'm gonna do Buster. To move, I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna battle tonight. (laughs) I'm gonna battle. I think I, you know what? I think I could do this. Though you have dancers that just started six months ago, and that's the beauty of Busta Move, because you never know. Because street dance and hip hop dance and popping and locking and all those styles are really yes, there's a technique, but there's something spiritual that happens when the music hits for some of the dancers, there are dancers that haven't, and I'm sure you've witnessed it, uh, monster, a lot of times, dancers that have only danced for uh, one year, for instance, taking classes, they go do a battle because it's another structure too. You Mm -hmm. know, it's a two minute structure on a certain specific beat. And if it hits you in a way that you just, you can lose it and really win the competition Mm -hmm. over people that have been dancing for years. So that's Mm -hmm. also tricky, right? But, at the same time, you have a panel of judges that are like they know, like they know their stuff, like they've been around. Some of them, like Tony Basil's coming. Tony Basil, who's saying, "Mickey, oh Mickey, you're so fine, you so yeah." She's gonna be one of the judges. You're she's kidding. judging locking. Yes, she's the locking judge because she was a member of uh, original member of the Lockers, which is a locking uh, group created by uh, Don Campbell log- Jr. Not Don-, Don Campbell, sorry, and. Also, the dancers, but you are right, a lot of the dancers that are there have, like, practiced years or, tons like, and tons. tons and tons of hours yes. of understanding the culture, understanding the steps, understanding the, the, the technique behind those styles. So, yes, you do get a, a better sense of what these, a good sense of what these dance are when you go to Busta Move, for sure.
1: Can we describe what uh, the competition looks like? The The main event of the festival is Bust a Move, is the competition event. Yeah. Uh, is, is it categorized? Mm-hmm. Is it the same judges for each category? How long is each competition? Do you compete several times? What's the format?
4: Well, Bust a Move is one of the... It's a becoming an international battle, first of all. So we invite dancers from all over so so far i'm getting a lot of the usa are coming um you know across canada a lot of dancers across canada some dancers from europe we've had dancers from asia also come through so that's the first thing is international um also we categorized it in those six dance categories so uh, hip-hop locking popping house whacking and top rock so there's only one judge it's one of the rare um international battles that only has one judge judging you because usually it's all of the judges judge what each category so like or, a whacking judge exactly. is judging hip-hop and yeah it, like the decision the, let's say it's a whacking judge a specialized whacker judging a whacker dancing well he's going to have two points like his vote would will, will count as as two right and the rest of the judges will count as one but that's in Around the world, a lot of the competitions are like this. At Bust a Move, you only have one judge, so the judge is a specialist and makes a decision based on his knowledge and mm-hmm. and just decides to him at the moment on the music who was the better performer or dancer. Or and you have a head judge that's there just in case there's a lot of tiebreakers and and the, the 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 head judge comes in breaks the tie if there's too many tiebreakers. But that's the structure. So it's really category by category. So you see the prelims of the the hip-hop, prelims of whacking, prelims of rocking, and then same format the next day with the semifinals and the finals. And the dancers either face one, one faces the other, so one-on-one, on one, or two-on-two. On two. Okay. So it's either depending on the categories.
0: Where's the public, I wonder? Are they all around? Yeah,
4: the public, if you've been to La Toyue, it's like a circus venue, right? So everything is, everybody's sitting around. So the stage is kind of in the center and everybody's around the stage. So that creates kind of a, it's for Buster Moves, it's a great venue for that because you can really see from wherever you are in a room and the energy stays, whether you're up on top or at the bottom, you still feel the energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you could see well, too. Yeah.
1: When we were talking about commercialized dancing, we were talking a bit about the format, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, For you creating this event, are you saying or do you feel that the competitive version of, of street dance is the most pure or is the one that fits the stage?
4: That's a very good f- question. That's a very, very good question. To me, dance can be expressed in so many ways. And that's the thing. I think that's the lesson too, with the whole commercialized versus dance on stage in a, in a professional setting versus battles versus dancing in your room, dancing in the club, dancing in a cipher. There's like different ways of expressing yourself. And to me, it's, it's a question of either you explore all of them. And you see where you fit best. Maybe there's two out of five or six. or you know, or you stick to, you know what I mean? You stick to one, but I don't think that one is better than, than the other. Each one of them have their sides. I think for, for each. Some commercial dancers are actual real street dancers. So they're real professional trained street dancers. So we can't, this, this is where the line is very like, it's a very thin line between commercial and actual professional street dancer. There are like the, we cross the line sometimes. So it's just in the way it's being presented and explained. I think that's where the, you know, confusion comes, you know, and a battle. Like I said, a lot of the times it's going to be street dancers that are going to be there. And so the advantage is is the people that are attracted to it? In uh, a battle, I think it's the, yeah, it's a lot. For me, doing Bust a Move just to start, it wasn't even about the competition because even the first f- edition of Bust a Move, there was no winners. I don't know if you remember yeah. Monster Pop. It was there was no. Showcase. It was just a showcase. It was like two dancers facing. For me, it was bringing the community together. Mm-hmm. It was that energy that you get from meeting a pioneer, meeting that person that you see on in a movie or, like doing a street dance you know what i mean um a movie or or um being a pioneer of a style that's in front of you and you meeting that person and exchanging, and other dancers from across Canada mm-hmm. across meeting each other and seeing, "Oh, you love that too, I love this too and it's the communication the- the conversations and the 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 collective that's what was for me the goal of doing Busta that's why I, w- I wanted to do Busta because it was also almost a selfish reason because I wanted to meet all these people. <laughs> it was a good excuse, and I wanted to meet those dancers and be a an inspired
1: too why do you think we do this podcast yeah that's <laughs> right
4: <laughs> exactly
0: um, i'm wondering where uh, breakdance fits in the hip-hop culture or does it mm-hmm. it's not in any of the you know main categories of uh a bust move i was yeah. looking because i guess oh, yeah. i guess breakdance is is um uh, again maybe with the commercialized of it mm-hmm. is well known or the image of it is pretty clear in people's mind because mm-hmm. we we've seen it in the metro we've seen it in video clips mm-hmm. you know we've seen it in uh, a, lo- a whole bunch of different contexts um so where where does it fit
5: um i mean it i mean it's actually also called b-boying but there's a right. part of b-boying that is part of the competition which is mm-hmm. called top rock and basically it's uh it's it's, it's I would like to see preparation i mean I'm a popper, so I'm gonna do my best. But it's a, <laughs> <laughs> to describe it correctly. But it's basically the the b boy will be is, is standing and he's dancing, right? And he's dancing, standing up. And after that, there is also certain things that can be done on the floor. But there's the floor game, there's the floor part of it, and there's also the the dancing part of it, which is also standing up. And that's the top rock, mm-hmm. yeah. And sometimes there is top rock battles that are happening. So the top rock section is part of b boying. Which, which is, is also, break- kn- which is also known as breakdance. The commercial, commercial wi- uh, way of, of, of hearing this dance style is called breakdance. This is what people call it. Mm-hmm. But normally it is also called b-boying.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah.
4: But it's re- exactly what Monster Pop said. I- I'd like to add that breakdance or b-boying is the first hip-hop dance. Just the first dance that was associated with the hip-hop culture is breakdance and b-boying. Well, b-boying. Let, let me use b-boying as a term, <laughs> <laughs> because break dance is what people, a lot of people, know, right? But b-boying is a term, so it was b-boying. That was the first dance that we associated to that culture, specifically of hip hop. Um, but just to go back to the competition, like Munset said, uh, top rock is b-boying too, mm-hmm. and also one of the reasons when I did Busta Move, there was a competition. Uh, that inspired me too. There was a competition in Montreal that was being held by, um, Dazzle and Fun. Jack
5: Fresno. Jack yeah. Fresno. Jack Fresno, uh, yeah.
4: that happened, that brought the community together. And from that competition, I was like, wow, I want to do this. But also, prior to that, there's another competition, competition called Juste Debout, who attracts close to 15,000 people now. And that's uh, more, at Bercy. I think the it's big, 18,000 now. 18,000 yeah. in yeah. Montreal. In Paris. In Paris, sorry. At Bercy. In Paris, and there's close to twenty thousand people that go there and watch the exact same kind of thing, like a bit like Bust a Move, a competition of street dance. So basically, uh, a lot of juste debout says it is juste debout. So my idea of Bust a Move was the dancing, the part. Of the of any street dance styles, there's always levels you can go on the floor and things like that. But it was more concentrated because b-boying has been for the last thirty years the more known, like the most practiced. I think street dance but all no, over the world. But not only
5: that too. It's like it was the, the street. that's the star that had the most competitions too. Yeah. I mean. Before the Jack Fresno Mm -hmm. and before the the, the Buster Move I'm talking about here in Montreal, we had no competitions that were focused on other styles but Mm b-boying. So you would catch uh, a popper waiting just for, um, he's there at the jam and watching B-boys comp, competing and he's not allowed to compete because he's not doing that style. And you would just wait for that moment where there's a somewhat of a break between the showcase, well, between the battles and just wait for a funk track for you to try to dance, but there was no competition built. For either a popper or a locker or any other kind of styles, but b-boying. So I think that's the reason why. That's the reason.
4: Because when we started Bust Move, when I started it, there was a lot of b-boy competitions. It was b-boying galore. Mm. And like he said, like you would wait for that little funk music so you could do your thing, you know, (laughs) but it, it, you know, you had to wait and there was no categories for popping, locking, hip-hop. So that's one of the reasons why. But now the event is getting really big. I, I did have breakdance, actually, B-boying, and Buster Move twice already. So I've had that uh, B-boying co- um, categories. But um, it's going to come back for sure. I'm going to allow, like, there's going to be, in the future, <laughs> in the, within the festival, I want to, you know, integrate B-boying again.
5: I would just like to add also that I feel that Buster Move, through all the additions, kind of built a community Built the dancers because you had somewhat of a goal. You're like, all right, you know, you were training because you 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 love dancing. You were dancing because you love mm-hmm. dancing. You were dancing because you were going to cyphers or going to either to clubs or to to exchange with other dancers. But also one of your goals is like, you know what? I want to go the best to move and I want to rep. You know, rep, which means represent. You know, I want to go and. <laughs> oh,
4: <laughs> thank you. Rep, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are like big lingo. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry,
3: yeah. you want to,
5: you want to yeah. go and um, and showcase what you're doing. And Buster Move was a great way for other dance styles then be willing to showcase themselves in, in in on the stage. You know, I strongly believe that Buster Move was uh was was something that was really strong for the community, for the simple fact that. Uh, people had something that they had they they, they had somewhat of a goal to work for i mean Mm -hmm. dancers were dancing because they were exchanging they were dancing because they wanted to dance with other dancers go to a club or just you know just to have fun just to to um discover this dance style or so forth and so on but the good thing though is that buster move was a place where other dance styles then b-boying was able to be showcased you know i mean that's how i felt when i did the bus moved the first one in 2005 and then I kept on doing the other ones for the simple fact that hey I'm able to compete in a competition or showcase myself in a place where my dance style is put forward and it's not just a sight thing that is put to the side which was often happening in b-boying competitions but and 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 no puns towards the, the B-boy competition because the focus was B-boying. So it's totally understandable. But, um, yeah, Bustle Move kind of brought that. And I felt that like that, that, that was a strong help to the, um, construction of the scene that there is right now. Because Montreal right now, when it comes to street dance is, is, is known internationally now. And it wasn't, uh, back in 2005, you know? So now it's well known internationally mm-hmm. for
4: And for one the one thing I want to add to thank you Monster for talking about uh, what Buster Move does for street dancers but one thing also that's important to know is that Montreal we talked about commercial there's not that much work even for a commercial dancer here in Quebec let's say you wake up and you want to dance like so you think you can dance first of all the show is cancelled <laughs> <laughs> number two <laughs> in, Canada. in Canada yeah we don't have the show anymore right number two it's there's not really that much work as a dancer here in Quebec so it's it's already very it's difficult for both sides of things and Montreal as street as a street dance community is known as a training community so people train a lot here like people will train uh you know compared to Toronto where there's a lot more commercial work possible like whether it's like doing um ads or you know dancing with a a, a star you know the drake is drake was in 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 toronto a lot of toronto artists are now mainstream artists around are known around the world so toronto is a city where you can go and there's more work commercial work whereas here there's less of it so we train a lot more here so, I just wanted to make that distinction. You'd say that but Toronto Montreal too. Is a- Toronto, there's a lot of good dancers training.
5: I have to give a shout out to Moonrunners. Moonrunners, they're, they're, and they're the craziest dudes in Toronto. Boogie Bratz, <laughs> <Yeah>. Frank
4: Boogie. <laughs> the kick, in Toronto? Tony, yeah, 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 yeah. They're amazing dancers in Toronto too. And B Boy, too. The B Boy com- community in Toronto is serious too. Okay. So, yeah.
0: And in Montreal, we have a count who's been, mm-hmm. you know, exploding in the States, I f- think.
4: Yeah. They, the past few years yes. with ABDC, yeah? ABDC, and they're more c- the commercial... Yeah. Commercial sure. dancers here from Quebec, but they've crossed the borders, definitely. And, and they're yeah. doing, some of them are doing really well. Doing Kim really is well. dancing with, uh, with Beyonce right now. That's right. Kim so Jangela, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. And even, uh, Vincent, uh, also danced for, um, uh, Nicki Minaj. So there's been a lot of, uh, even Danielle Dory uh, has danced with uh, Rihanna and, and, uh, who else did he dance with? Rihanna and J Lo. So, you know, they're doing, they're making big moves over there too. So even if the work is not here, you could go out there and, and find it, you know, if that's yeah. what you want to do, commercial yeah. dancing. Yeah.
1: I'm so fascinated by all of these categories <laughs> and, and the specificity of, of each category. And I think it's something that I really, wish we had more of. Mm-hmm. And I keep going back and forth because I keep getting into these heated debates with people mm-hmm. about it. Because if if I'm turning it back around and looking at contemporary dance, mm-hmm. that's a big spectrum. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about making it accessible and drawing people in. And if you come and see like a really abstract theatrical Nicolas cantin thing and you just mm-hmm. you cry and you want to throw up like you're not going to come back and see another dance show mm-hmm. or you go see la 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 human steps and maybe that's more your style very kind of neoclassical bah mm-hmm. you know and so i i i Find it's really helpful when you put categories on things so people know what they're getting Mm -hmm. themselves into and what they like and what they don't like. They don't like. And it's funny.
4: It's funny. I like that you make the comparison because also a lot of us are like, like we, we talked about earlier, we're attracted to that kind of, uh, street meets contemporary or maybe more. A different approach to, to street dance, which is in theater or on stage. So we also love, we also watch contemporary. Like, I mean, I see some of the pieces too, and I, I see the differences, of course, you know, like you, you mentioned just now. But in street dance, we, I, I, I specialize in hip hop, but I'm also a locker and I house dance and I do stop. So, and I've done popping, but I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm admitting, admit, admitting it live. <laughs> Monster Pops tried with me, but <laughs> but Monster too, he does nah, other styles, I don't, right? I
5: don't, I don't, I don't We're not specialists
4: know. in the other styles. I but. just,
5: I like to humble myself and just say pop. But he can do hip
4: hop, he can do locking, he can do house, he can do a lot of the, maybe even breakdance, b-boying. Like so this we we do love the styles but like you said we try them and then something sticks there's mm-hmm. something that you always go back to even if you see the others and you're like oh I like that but this is what I really associate or you know see myself doing or that I really am passionate about
1: and it's great that you you have the mm-hmm. words to identify yeah. you can yes. say I want to take a I want to take a locking class, locking or class. A popping class yeah. and you, and they can uh, a show or a class can
4: advertise what advertise it is. What offering. it is, and and also just and sometimes this is what happens with anything. We say street dance, or you know, but they're not all from the streets. Not all the styles were born in the streets. Some of them were born in clubs. Some of them were born in parties. Like hip hop is more of a party, you know, party club kind of dance, like houses. But then locking is more like showcase, also party, but. Like it's different um cultures, also just the way you dress to lock is not necessarily what you're gonna wear to dance hip hop. So it's some nowadays there's more of a crossover in terms of how you dress, but it's different fields, different music, like Dif- popping, different eras, different, different eras, cultures. Different cultures. Area
5: also, if you think about it, it's also. A- Comes from different parts of America, of you know. USA, and that's a good point. It's a lot of like Afro-American culture, mm-hmm. you know, mixed with also uh, Latin American culture. You know, I mean, if you think of popping, it comes from California, Northern California, migrated slowly all the way towards the south. I mean, if you think of b-boying, it's from New York, which is totally on the other side of the mm-hmm. uh, of, of of America. You know, um, if you think of locking, same thing on the West Coast, and then is
4: from Chicago. You see, like, it's, like he said, like, and the music is different too. Like locking and popping is primarily, okay, not all the time, but primarily done on funk music. So funk music from the 70s, James Brown, b-boying too, like James Brown, um Aretha Franklin, um all these, the Temptations, like all these old school groups and now of course there's more experimentation but primarily hip-hop is hip-hop music house is house music and within the house you have garage you know uh, all kinds of different house styles of music but every style also has its culture so that's
1: the thing that's what we were saying earlier. one style we haven't touched on yet mm-hmm. which I am fascinated by is whacking not whacking a lot
4: of people love whacking
1: yeah <laughs> uh, can you give us a background in whacking
4: wow I'm not a specialist monster are you, are you
5: stepping spec- back
4: from, from the mic?
3: where are you going I am stepping back not a specialist
5: <laughs> I don't want to see stuff that is yeah. not right so I but don't really know I
4: would say whacking also originates from the 70s a lot of it's influence. I won't compare it but just to give you an image of it please um if you've seen voguing, a lot of people I've seen voguing, so that's the more um the closest dance that I could say has similarities with of, of whacking. It's very different, but it's it's the similarities because of the posing. And in voguing, a lot of times they're trying to mimic models from a magazine. There's there's mm-hmm. a lot of poses and whacking the word diva always comes very to my diva, mind. Diva, right? So whacking took. Some elements of that too. I also have elements of posing, uh, from magazines, but it's a lot more danced. It's a lot more rhythmic, like, oriented, a lot more in sync with the music. And, and, um, there's a lot of arm movements, of course, because, you know, from the whack, I, you know, I can't. Show you how it's done necessarily. I'm not good at, at it either. There's a lot of arm movements, but also they use the floor, they move around, they dance. There's a lot of also, um, a lot of 70s soul dancing mixed into it. That's what I would say. And it started in the gay community on the, on the West Coast. So a lot of the, the, the whackers were gay initially. And, um, uh, that's where, the culture started and also a bit like Voguing too, which is also something that came from the gay community. So it's a lot of those, uh, the similarities, but it's quite different and exciting to watch. Of course, the girls are always looking good. Yeah. Did you want to tell us a bit
0: about ism? which yes. is happening after Bust a Move. Is yes. it the day
4: after? It's the day after the competition. It closes the festival. ISM is um show that, uh, it's about an hour show that's being presented by B-Boy ISM Dance Company. Chora- main choreographer is Yvon Soglo, B-Boy Crazy Smooth. So his name is Crazy Smooth. And um, he put together about 10 dancers that are all B-Boys and B-Girls. Some are from Montreal, some are from uh, Toronto, some are from most of them, I think half, half, maybe a lot from Montreal, but some from Gatineau, Ottawa, because that's where he's from. So he put together a show of an hour of dance theater where b-boying is put in a context that's a little more, um can we say subjective or can we say researched? A different approach to dance, like a more, um, researched way, a different, like he's really exploring his own language as a b-boy. And he's passed it on. He's, he has a very specific language. The way he moves is very different. So he's passed on that language to his dancers and put together a piece of an hour that's also has theater in it. But one thing that I love about Ism is that it's still, it's an interesting and very exciting work. But it's also still very pure, and it's presented really as b-boying. This is what it is, and it's not transformed. It's not, you know what I mean. It's really at its purest to some extent. So it's very, it's a, it's a really, it's an amazing show. I've seen it, and it's toured Canada. It's the first time in Montreal. Like it's gone everywhere else, but Quebec. It, he's done it in Quebec in the uh, in the province, but not in Montreal.
1: Is it fair to give us uh, a couple comparisons in terms of other artists who are doing who are kind of appropriating street dance into contemporary works?
4: Okay, so I'm going to say this, it's not I can't compare it cuz it's not at all the same, but I would say the first dance company that uh here that kind of opened doors for us to even think of putting our work out was Rubber Band Dance. So Victor, with Victor's work, because especially in the beginning, when Victor incorporated breakdance, ballet and contemporary to his language and his work, that was the first for us kind of beginning of that form here in Quebec. Like it was the first example of how we can blend the styles and, you know, create something. And he's created his own language, rubber bands, dance group, like, you know, company is really like its own thing now, but it it did incorporate breakdance. So I think that would be a good first example of that without being it. It's separate things, but, Mm -hmm. you know, if we can put it in that category. And you also have a company like Destin Croisi, Mm -hmm. where they started with Ismael. But initially, before Ismael, there was a whole... The first group was a collective with Natasha of street dancers from Mm -hmm. here. Tash, Jean-Bart, Natasha Jean-Bart, who's a locker. And also, she's really important to street dance culture here because she started the locking community here. So she's responsible for... What locking is today in Montreal. So she set the grounds for a lot of street dancers too. She was one of the first female breakers and lockers here. So you had also Dr. Step, who's a B-boy. You had Zig, who's a B-boy, part of Destin croise And that was, and then you had Freezer. All of those were street dancers. And that was the first, and Ismael, who was a pauper. So that was the first. And it was kind of pure, a bit like in the same idea of, um, ism keeping the dance in its format that I'm talking about years ago around 2003 today I think it's different I think he's incorporating more contemporary styles in his his work right and then my company which is well uncut, Uncut yeah Uncut I did the two pieces too where I also really put like street dance try to keep it really pure in, in terms of the movement, the language. And uh, I had actually Monster Pop as a choreographer in Popping. So he choreographed uh, uh-huh. part of it too. Yes, and, it and it was uh, also helping to professionalize street dancers. So a lot of us, like Victor, Ismael, myself, Yvonne, we're doing that now. And there's other companies now. We have Saxon Fraser, who just did a piece that's amazing called Timon. Uh, there's Noir, uh, my girls, Cherry, Martin, and and uh, Axel, that are also doing more of that cross. They're do, they're whackers, but they're incorporating contemporary. You may have stuff. seen them as the, part
1: of the Bouge DC Festival last January.
4: Uh, where? The Bouge DC Dance oh, Festival. Yeah, DC, oh yeah, Bouge DC. Yes.
5: Yes. They were there. Yes. But um, I would say the the thing I would like to add to that is that um, I also strongly believe that that um street dance is able to to experiment to a way that um how can i phrase that it's like i know often we will folks like to put the name contemporary assuming that street dance is done slightly differently mm. but i believe that street dance has that spectrum where it can actually go to that way it can actually mm-hmm. experiment in a different way than the typical way that people know like okay yeah i'm a popper so i'm gonna dance on this electronic music and i'm a b-boy i'm gonna dance on this like super hype hip-hop beat but I mean street dance also as a dancer, when you train, you do experiment, you try stuff, you dance on mm-hmm. different music
4: he does so, with no music Did you there's you, so much experimentation
5: you know so so at the same time, this is for me the, the the slight problem I have is as soon as street dance does something slightly different from what the typical people would actually expect from street dance, it is automatically put under contemporary and i'm a okay. am a i'm a, I'm yeah. a pro mm-hmm. i'm pro street dance but i 'm like, no, street dance also has its it's experimental mm-hmm. part of it. Street dance also can be put in theater. And mm-hmm. no, it's not because I'm not putting um a hip hop track and I'm putting something different, something that is more ambiance, you know, like that means that it's 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 automatically um put into contemporary. It's not because yeah. I'm doing something that is more researched. That is automatically yeah. that I'm taking away the title of street dance. I mm-hmm. still believe that street dance can go to that point. So that's the only point I want to add.
1: Thank but you for saying that. Because yeah, after once you started answering my question, I thought, you know what? I ans I asked the wrong question. Mm-hmm. It's not,
4: but it's okay. It's, it's okay. But I I just want to add something, which is straight with that, hip hop and street dance is contemporary at the same mm-hmm. time. I'm not con contradicting him i'm just saying it's contemporary because it's today it's in the moment it's in situ c'est là ça là i'm chicka chick french it's, it in that sense right it's today so it is contemporary but what he's saying is, is true is that it is it could be presented in a way that's not contemporary in in what we know contemporary is but in a very research and deep uh, mm-hmm. And, 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 um, you know, explored and, and thought of, you know, me, I, when I did retrospect, it took us two years to present that piece. And it was pure hip hop beats and, and, you know, and some of it wasn't. I had violins and I had like rock and roll and I had different styles of music, but the, the, it took two years. To, to, to do it from the, the start to, to the end. So there was a lot of work in there. And that's why, and I agree with you that it could be pushed to limits that are like, even mm-hmm. with the body, you wouldn't even, how do you go to that, you know, extent it's, with that it's, with it's, the
5: dance? It's, it's, a, it's a struggle of, I mean, me as a street dancer, that's the struggle of as soon as you something is done slightly different within that dance style, it is put under that tag. Of contemporary, and I'm saying mm. that even the word contemporary, I have no problem with that. I mean, if 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 it if it is, then let everything be contemporary, you know, mm-hmm. which means even if I do a dance that's battle, right. then put it under contemporary. That's this is going back
1: to my problem yeah. of not having enough categories. Exactly. You know? exactly. What is it?
3: Mm-hmm.
5: So basically, that's it. And like I said, I'm, and I'm repeating myself, but it's soon I felt that street dance is actually doing something more creative, mm-hmm. more research more theater-like, you know, th- that has more strength, than automatically does that tag that comes in.
4: But, you know, just to, to continue on what you're saying, because you have a good point, which is the categories. Some people have a problem with categories because mm-hmm. it, it you feel like you're put in a box. There's no limits. Like for me, for instance, now I'm going to contradict myself on everything <laughs> I've just said for the past hour. <laughs> I truly believe in true freestyle and improv. Improv. Like true expression of oneself. So how do does one self express themselves? You can only be who you are, and you can only do what you can do. So if I can pop, I can lock. I can do contemporary. I can do jazz. I could do when I'm gonna express truly express myself without boundaries. All of these styles are gonna come out. Mm. So this is where I think sometimes people have problems with categories because Mm -hmm. if i put you in a box and this montreal we're the worst as a street dance community i think we're the kings of that we put everybody in a box so that even if you do a little bit of locking you don't want to do locking because your locking is not on point you see so in terms of categories, so you're doing locking you're doing locking right you're doing hip-hop you do hip-hop so there's all these categories which is great because like you said somebody might want to do this and that and this. But sometimes that kind of if you're just a dancer and you just want to express yourself which I believe a lot in improv and um, just freestyle just being free with yourself then this becomes like then you can't express that because you feel like you need to be in a box and you don't want to be put in the box and, and this,
1: this leads into your, mm-hmm. your shyness about describing the style so you don't feel like an exactly expecting.
4: do you see
5: exactly there you go you she, understood. Got, it. she, she it. It. got it she nailed it You
4: nailed it that's exactly <laughs> why but well, we know we actually know what they are, we probably know better than even some of the doing those styles. We we'll, were not sing we anything. <laughs> like nope. But we're very humble here. Like I mean, in terms, street dancers are are very like you know we've had coaches and we have mentors that were like this is what it is and this is so we feel sometimes the when we're trying to go outside of our realms we feel like oh i don't know if i should talk about this <laughs> <laughs> that got fiery <laughs> that got hot
0: so bust move is this weekend i mean the competition yes is
4: friday, and I, friday and saturday friday and saturday Latt-O-Y-M. Latt-O-Y-M. the festival starts on the 2nd of may uh through the 5th uh, we start with, uh, workshops, uh, Thursday nights with Tony Basil, the legendary to- Tony Basil from, uh, The Lockers and Anna Sanchez, who's also a legendary street dancers those are dancers that are i won't t- say their age but they've been around <laughs> i mean they've done things they've been very significant in the street dance and there are three judges that are female this year which is i uh-huh. find i'm really excited about that you know out of usually i have a lot of male ju- judges but this year i have three female judges and then we have a pre-party and then the competition at Tour, the third and the fourth and we also have the health workshops in the morning on Saturday. And then on, on uh, Sunday, we finish with Ism at Theatre Tremont.
0: People can check out all this information on your on your, the website, the Bust to Move website? Yeah.
4: Which is www.bust-a-move.ca. Perfect. There we go.
1: Thank you both so much for Thank coming and today. Having us. Thank you. Newsflash, everybody, on Friday, May 10th, No More Radio and the Rialto Theatre present 360, a live podcast event featuring musical guests, Irreverent James and the Critical Mass Choir, and Ol' Savannah. The show is being co-produced by Stephanie Robert and will feature a slew of great performances. Check out nomoreradio.com for more information.
2: Annoncement spécial, le vendredi 10 mai, No More Radio et le Théâtre Rialto présentent 360, un podcast enregistré live euh, avec des invités musicaux Irévan James and The Critical Mass Choir et Old Savannah. Le show est euh, coproduit par Stéphanie Robert et euh, aura plusieurs grandes performances. Regardez le site de nomoradio.com pour plus d'informations.
1: Dirty Feet is recorded every week at the Montreal Improv Theatre. Check them out at montrealimprov.com.
2: Dirty Feet is produced and hosted by
1: Alison Burns,
2: J.D. Papillon,
0: Joanie Ferrand,
2: and distributed by No More Radio.
0: You can find more about our show at nomoradio.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Dirty Dirty Feet, and you can find us on Facebook at Dirty Feet Podcast. Tune in next week for a whole new show.
3: This whole train breaks down, so I could take a walk around. And see, there's no time, you see, cause time is just a melody. The people in the streets walk fast as the feet could take a I just roll through town. And though this window's got a view, but the flame I'm looking through seems to have no concern for now, so for now. I'll take my